This is an ABC podcast. Mate, I am sick of asking. Come and do the dishes and then bring the bins in. How about you do it? I reckon one of the most frustrating things about being a parent is the nagging, especially the nagging around chores. Who wants to tell their kids a thousand times a day to pick up their dirty clothes or put their shoes away again? Do you ever feel so sick of the sound of yourself nagging that you just take the easy route by cleaning everything up yourself? And where does that leave you? Probably feeling like every other parent, overworked and underappreciated. Hi, I'm Maggie Dent, and in this Parental as Anything, I'm going to convince you that getting your kids to do chores is actually worth the hassle. And I'll show you how to get them done with less nagging and a bit more enthusiasm. If you go back to season one of Parental as Anything, you might remember our episode on raising a resilient child. Well, think of today's episode as a sequel to that one because getting your kids to do chores isn't just about them helping you around the house because seriously, if that was the case, why would you bother? If anything, it can make your life harder sometimes. It's really about teaching them to master independence because heavens above, you don't want a 25-year-old who can't clean a toilet. But more importantly, being capable helps young people, our young people, have self-efficacy to feel confident and happy. And that really is worth the trouble. My chores are doing the dishwasher and also folding my clothes. But I don't really like them because I do them a lot. One of your jobs in my bedroom is going into my bed and getting my heat packing and putting it on your ironing board ready for mummy to get it and bring it downstairs and then put it in the microwave. Well, I don't really do a, that much chores, but I do do some chores, like, well, make my mum a cup of tea because she always loves that. I help with washing the dishes, hanging up all the clothes and, like, taking the clothes back inside before it gets dark and I like the fire too. So how do you get chores happening without feeling like a nag? Julie Lithcott-Hames as Dean of Freshmen at Stanford University. You spent a decade dealing with young adults during their very first year away from home. So what was it about those kids that made you want to write your book? How to Raise an Adult. What I was seeing with my students was, regardless of how academically prepared and excellent they may have been, too many of them were quite reliant upon a parent or two to handle the day-to-day stuff of life for them, in contrast to students merely a decade before and stretching way far back in time, who had been able to handle those tasks for themselves. So I worried about them. I thought, I don't care for a moment how brilliant you are. Can you fend for yourself? And what's to become of you if you can't? What do children learn by doing chores? 
children learn a number of things by doing chores. And first of all, let's pause, Maggie, and acknowledge that if we're talking about chores being an option, we're talking about families of privilege, right? If you're a poor family, working class family, you don't have the luxury of, well, maybe I'll ask my children to help out around the house or not. It's a matter of necessity. You're a part of a group and it takes everybody in the group to make the group function. You're a part of a household. You're a part of uh, a set of people who are mutually dependent upon one another and you have to do your part in order uh, for this whole thing to work. So they learn that it's about more than you. you. You have to contribute. Also, they learn a work ethic. They learn, I'm expected to contribute. I should help. And um, when work needs to be done, I can roll up my sleeves and do it. Um, that then leads to agency and self-efficacy, the sense that I am capable, I am competent. It actually leads to skill building. I can do this. I know how. I can get better and better at it. Essentially, if you think about it, chores in the home, followed by part-time work outside of the home, lead to a young person being capable, confident, interested, able, all of the things we want them to be when they go out into the real world, the working world where their boss isn't their mom or dad. You know, their boss wants them to show up on time, do a good job, you know, not upset the apple cart, right, and go home. And Julie, the research is really, really, really strong, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so there's this wonderful longitudinal study of humans conducted out of Harvard called the Harvard Grant Study. It's been in place for decades. They began studying men. Now, this is a limitation of the study. They only looked at men, you know, from their 20s through the end of their life, whenever that came. And some of the participants are still alive and they're in their 90s. And it showed that professional success in life was predicted by having done chores as a child or having had a part-time job in high school. And it's precisely because of this building of a work ethic. You know, you learn young that you must contribute your effort, roll up your sleeves, pitch in, be useful, contribute to the betterment of the whole. That makes you somebody much more likely to be professionally successful in life. And for parents to do that, we actually have to turn up with swagger, don't we, Julie? We've just got to turn up with, yeah, this is this is it. I think we've become so soft around our kids because we don't want them to experience any mild moments of discomfort, whereas as a resilience educator, I can tell you that the more of those experiences, we get stronger at dealing with them. So is it also about how we turn up and when? When do we start this journey of getting our kids to do chores. Yeah. To the first point, authoritarian parents who kind of lay down the letter of the law, my way or the highway, you better do it because I'm your parent. They don't have trouble giving chores to their kids because they're just focused on bossing people around and, and often with a, a harsh tone and not a very loving environment. But the opposite end of those parents are the indulgent and permissive parents who just want to be their child's best friend and you know not have any you know unhappy moments what we're aiming for is authoritative we take the authority root of authoritarian combine it with the if ending of permissive and we get authoritative these are parents who have rules and expectations and boundaries but also care deeply about how their children are feeling and what their children think 
And so we're not here to be their best friend. We're here to be the parent. And those are two different things. And it really starts the minute they can walk, Maggie. Two-year-olds and three-year-olds can sort laundry into dark colors and light colors. And they can also take a feather duster and dust every single thing from as high as they can reach on down. And little ones love to help. So if you can engage them early, they'll be delighted to be a part of it. My parents usually remind me a lot to do them, but they remind me usually once in the morning. And then if I don't do it, they just keep on nagging me and nagging me consistently. I guess when they're not here, um, that's something that, that I do a lot of is the chores so that we don't have to do them when they're around. I don't know if the situation's the same with their mums, but I guess that makes their lives a bit easier. The frustrations I have around chores is when they're not done to my standard. Like, you know, my daughter will clean the toilet and you look at, oh, I could do that a bit better myself. But no, I leave it because it, it's clean enough. It's not that it's she's left it absolutely filthy. So, yeah, let it go. It's, it's, it's got to be her responsibility and her. she's got to have a bit of a pride, pride in her work as well, I suppose. So what's the common rookie error when parents make their first, you know, attempts to introduce kids to chores? Well, I think the rookie error is for those who, like me, didn't realize chores were important until their kids were older. I'm upper middle class. I can afford to hire somebody to clean my house. I didn't realize my kids must do chores in order to learn skills and learn responsibilities. So I didn't tell them until they were 10 or 12. And what they lacked in chore skills, they made up for with analytical reasoning. Hey, mom. If chores are so important, why haven't we been doing it until now? (laughs) Rookie mistake number two is being overly apologetic. Often, if we're the permissive indulgent type, we want to say, you know, I know you don't want to do chores, but I listened to this podcast with these ladies and they said you really need to. In other words, failing to show up as a parent with authority, instead putting it off on some experts who think it's a good idea. Kids will see right through it and they won't respect your authority. What you want to say is, you know, you're right. We should have been doing it all along and too bad, so sad. Here's the broom, you know, just state the request and and then set the expectation and move out of the way instead of being overly apologetic about the fact that you're asking them to start doing chores. And let's be honest, uh, Julie, sometimes when they do chores, um, you know, they take twice as long and it's half as well done. So what's your answer for parents who struggle to find the times to fit the chores in for that reason? These days, our egos are very tied up in parenting. So uh, we need our kids to look a certain way, dress a certain way, behave in certain ways, score a certain number of goals, do well in school. We, in theory, want those things for them, but too many of us want it for us. We want to be able to say, look what my kid has done. It speaks to an insecurity inside of our minds as parents. And it, with respect to this issue of chores, uh, if we can't handle our kid's imperfection, our kid being slower, our kid being less organized and neat about it, That really speaks to something's not right in our own minds. We're feeling an anxiety because they're not done with the chore yet or they didn't stack the the dishes perfectly or their clothing is mismatched. There's something going on in us that really is screaming for them to be quick and perfect all the time. And what's going on in you that you have to have such a tight rein on what your kids do and how well they do it? 
Exactly. It's it's allowed to be good enough. I'm a firm believer in good enough that they're doing it. That is the whole key to this, isn't it? So is there a way to get kids to do chores without having to ask them a thousand times? Do you have any great tips for that dilemma? Yeah. You know, I heard you at the top of the show talking about how annoying it is for us to be nagging constantly. And goodness knows it's annoying for our kids to feel nagged. And nagging can actually really backfire in the long run because a kid can start to feel like, fine, you don't think I can do it? You think you constantly have to nag me? I'm just... I'm, I'm going to show you that I'm in charge of myself by just refusing to do it. It can really backfire. It can also lead to a lot of anxiety in kids who are made to feel that we think they can't, which is why we nag. So I am in favor of praising them when they do well. Kids want the attention of parents and they'll get it by disobeying us or they'll get it by pleasing us. Praise the things they are doing well so that they crave that feeling. Now, let's not go into overblown praise, which is another hallmark of today's parenting, praising them for every little thing they did. No, what I mean is, for example, my kids who are 18 and 21 now, which is crazy, they're so grown. You know, I know that the next time I see my two who handled the grocery order, I'm just going to look them in the eye, smile and say, thank you so much for taking care of the groceries today. It meant a lot smile, eye contact, and then move on. They will crave another interaction like that. They're going to be asking themselves, what else can I do to help out around the house? Because when I do, mom or dad or my parent, whomever they are, you know, they thank me. So what do you say to the idea that we need to let kids be kids um, and have fun? And we can introduce the life skills stuff when we're closer to moving out of home rather than when they're kids. I think it's misguided. I think the correct way to approach it is it's all about balance. Let kids be kids every day and also every day have some expectations about what they'll do to contribute around the house and how they'll be looking after their own obligations. It's not an either or. It's a proper balance. Over the course of these 18 years or 20 years or 16 years, however long they're in our home, we have to go from them being 100% utterly dependent upon us to them being pretty darn capable of fending for themselves one day. So it's this gradual increase in responsibility, gradual skill building, but absolutely time to be kids, time to be playful. All of that matters too. And I absolutely am a firm believer that you can make chores fun. Seriously, you can do crazy stuff around chores, especially when we're a little bit lighthearted with a tiara on or a cape, you know. It can it can be a lot more fun than just awful all the time. Where do you stand on should chores be rewarded with money? I firmly believe from my family the answer is no. I do think kids need pocket money, but I don't think they should get it from chores. My kids got three for little kids, $9 a week for middle grades, and then when they were in high school, gave them 20 bucks a week with the expectation that you're starting to pay by that point for all of your own discretionary items. You can have pocket money, but it's not linked to you doing your chores. Love it. Talk to me about some of the practicalities of a family staying on track with the chores. I was a great believer we had it on our fridge so that you couldn't say it's not my turn because there it is right there on the fridge. Yeah, I believe very much in the fact that every kid has to learn every skill So you do need a rotation, but also it's fine to say, well, why should I do something I hate if you actually like it or you don't mind it? My husband and I have been together for over 30 years. We met as 19 and 20 year olds 
And for the first 12 years of our togetherness, we didn't have kids. And we divvied up the household chores based on what we were each good at. So I never did a lick of laundry and he never did the dishes. In other words, it's it's okay to say, you know, that equity or fairness isn't everybody always doing proportionately the same amount of every single task. It's also quite fair and creates harmony in the house if people are doing what they're inherently good at and interested in. We do want to balance that with ensuring our kids leave our homes knowing how to do all of the things. One of the things that I'm a huge proponent of is this four-step method for teaching any kid any skill. And it can start with chores, but again, beyond chores, uh, just the skills your kid needs to acquire, like making a sandwich isn't a chore, but it's a life skill, right? So the whatever the skill is or the chore, first you do it for them, then you do it with them, then you watch them do it, and finally, number four, they can do it independently. This is the approach we need to bring. They're never going to be perfect at it right at the outset. And that's one of the reasons we shy away from having them do the chores in the first place, because they'll mess it up. But how do you ever expect them to be good at it if you don't start by doing it for them, then teaching them to do it, then watching them do what you taught them, and then finally they can do it independently? So tell me, are you convinced that getting your kids to do chores is actually worth it, even if it means some extra pain for you? Here are some tips so that the chores become a consistent part of everyday life and you won't have to nag so much after all. Firstly, keep the jobs age appropriate, not too hard, but not too easy either. As Julie said, a two-year-old can dust or sort clothes. Preschoolers can make their bed, especially if it's a doona set the table, and put away toys. By about age six, they can unpack the dishwasher and wipe down benches. And if you train them in the kitchen, they can be cooking simple meals for you before they hit high school. Creating those visual reminders, it's such a good idea. We kept a chore schedule on the fridge. It's a great way to remind them, but also to help them stay on top of their responsibilities. Then hopefully, Instead of nagging, you can say, look at the schedule, finish your chores before your fun screen time. (laughs) That's a great incentive to get the chores done. If your kids are a bit older and you haven't been getting them to do chores, it's probably going to be a bit harder to drum up enthusiasm. But so what? Make sure you tell them this is just how it is now, Kit. I'll help you out with reminders and encouragement But these are your daily responsibilities, part of living as a team. And the less time spent complaining, the sooner you'll be done and back to doing something you love. What a great idea. Finally, make it fun. Some Saturday mornings, yeah, I couldn't get away with it every week, trust me. The boys and I used to do a serious blitz and we just went really hard. They're just flat out. And the trick was when it was all finished, we'd go out for breakfast. (sniffs) boys and their food. One way to make chores fun is to pop on some music or a podcast, just like you do for yourself when you're vacuuming or washing dishes. Your kids can enjoy doing their chores to a great podcast too. I recommend McElroy Uncovered. It's a kids fiction podcast from the ABC. It's about a couple of best mates in a small country town who spend their time investigating conspiracies. Intrigued? Mitchell, the police aren't going to admit there's a panther on the loose in McElroy. So, 
if you are right, there's a panther out there right now. What was that? Mitch, run! If you want to pop on Macaroy Uncovered during chore time, you'll find it on the ABC Listen app or on podcasting apps like Apple and Google. Next time on Parental as Anything, Single and Soul Parenting. Whether you planned it that way or the unexpected has happened, parenting on your own can be just as tough as it is rewarding. We found out he died on the Saturday and we were meant to be jumping on a plane and heading to Bali, the four of us, on the Tuesday. And I made a decision to go and it was the most amazing healing time because we could all just be together. I could observe them. We cried together. We spoke together, but we also had fun together. We'll get some survival tips from other soul parents on the next Parental as Anything. In the meantime, there's a bonus coming your way. A special episode full of tips and tricks for helping your kids understand money with none other than the barefoot investor. That's next on Parental as Anything with me, Maggie Dent. Maggie Dent.